Um, welcome to uh, Foxhole Podcast number two. I'm Joe DeLisi, and I've got a guest today who I'll introduce in a second, but I um, wanted to first talk a little bit about what the purpose of today's podcast is going to be, and I want to uh, frame it up with this, is that in in life and in, in money and really in most things that we're going we're gonna to do and talk about on this podcast, I, I will refer to things called interdependent domains. And all that really means is if you can think about like a rock being thrown into a lake, uh, you know, clear, uh, calm lake, you cannot stop the ripple effect of that rock in the lake. Uh, you can try, you know, if you <laughs> try as much as you want, but uh, it, it's going to ripple all the way to the next shore. It's how that works. If you make a decision on, on cash flow with your money, it's going to impact other domains. It's going to impact your assets. It's going to impact your liabilities. And, and that's an interdependent domain. Uh, you can't really compartmentalize that. And uh, we've talked about that in, in ebooks we've written. We've talked about that on our Facebook page and, um, and certainly on the podcast. And in addition, when I'm building top producing people or, or when I'm around top producing people, regardless of how you um, define that, like re- regardless of what they produce, um, it's clear to me and I'm clear to people that I coach is that you cannot silo off every area of your life. There are going to be areas that <clears throat> will just leak into other areas. And one of those is, I call it kinesthetics. So anything to do with the body is, is, is huge when we're talking about um, high performance. And in, fact, in fact, I think it's really only secondary to your spiritual walk with God. And when we talk about kinesthetics, most people will think about working out. It gets all the attention on Instagram and Facebook and, and everywhere because that's the, that's the cool part. Um, you know, nutrition... And that part of kinesthetics, that's not sexy. You're not going to ever see very many Instagram posts about nutrition. Um, but without nutrition, you're, you're, really, you're really kicking the can of the biggest issue in your body. You are either knowingly or unknowingly compartmentalizing the biggest part um, that could be enhancing or detracting from your, your production. And that's not going to work. I've tried that. Uh, I've tried it for years where I will try to earn my calories. You know, I'll go run until there's a thousand calories burnt so I can go that night and eat a bunch of pizza. Um, and that worked for a while, but eventually it just put me in the, in the, on the surgeon's table with Achilles surgery. So, you know, I've done that. I've, I've done only dealing with one part of the body and, and trying to compartmentalize it won't work. So as we sort of pivot a little bit to today's conversation, I want to I want to just read off some things. I just wrote them down here. These are all things that, that um, our guest today has dealt with in her clientele. Anxiety, uh, depression, young men, young men suffering heart attacks, 26-year-old men, 30-year-old men, uh, obesity, digestive issues, diseases, diabetes, um, emergency surgical procedures, weight loss, yo-yos and, and roller coasters, families suffering from moms and dads with no energy or desire to be able to, to be the best mom or dad they can be, <clears throat> low or no self-confidence, basically lives not being lived. Um, I think all those things and more uh, are, are things that many, many, many people on this podcast can relate to. You know, we've all we've all had issues where we've maybe not been as energetic as we wanted to, or, or maybe some of the people listening are suffering from things like diabetes or digest, digestive tract issues. And one of the things I talk about is in my mission in life is to lead a good life so that I can lead others to do the same. 
And if that's really my mission, you know, we, we talked last podcast about mission being one of the, or purpose being one of the, really the five elements that I think people fall down with. Well, I'd be failing myself and all of you if I didn't introduce you to our guest today, who is uh, Debbie Portel. And um, I'm going to give you just a quick brief history of my history with Debbie as she sits across from us here. And Jamie's here again producing, and she never talks, so she'll be nice and quiet. <laughs> um, you know, I saw Debbie at my old gym for years uh, training uh, her clients, uh, physical training. And, and Debbie's now uh, my personal trainer and my wife's as well, as well as our nutritionist. But for years, I would just watch her walking around the gym and training these people. And, and I noticed that she was very um, focused. Uh, there wasn't a lot of jibber-jabber going on. Uh, and that was just curious to me. I just kind of tucked it in the back of my head and, and, and thought about that because it most that's not how most trainers work. Uh, finally, Jamie started working with her, and, and Debbie um, helped her with nutrition and, and certainly the physical fitness part of it too. But what's most important and what I really want to get across is that I've seen with my own two eyes in her gym, uh, in her home gym, or not home gym, but her, her main gym here in, uh, in St. Louis, I've seen people's lives around her being transformed. Um, I'd say she's a warrior as I've gotten to know her, uh, physically, emotionally, spiritually, this woman's a warrior and she's tough. You're welcome. Uh, So it's my pleasure to welcome Debbie Portel to our podcast today. Debbie, thanks for taking the time to sit down. Oh yeah, this is great. Uh, I have a lot of questions for you Great. um, that I think our listeners really will want to engage with and, and, and take away from. But really what I want to start with, will you take us back? to where you came from. Tell us your story, like back from when you were a little girl. Sure, sure. I mean, sincerely, since I was young, I've always played sports. So I I mean, I don't even remember a time where I didn't have some form of sport happening. You know, I mean, I can think back to the second grade and I was doing something. And that was really because of my dad. You know, he would Mm -hmm. get off work at about three o'clock and and come home and my mom would still be working. And we just picked up a ball. We would use the side of our house, you know, the cement and we would hit, you know, we would kick the ball off that we would do uh, tennis you know practice our backhand off of it we just used what we had mm-hmm. and we didn't really have a lot of money to pay for team sports so we just ran up and down the hill to practice you know for to be better in track I mean we just did so many different things that the typical kid wouldn't have even thought of doing we would go up and just shag balls in the side yard you know so I could be a, a better catcher you know just right. it's just I had an awesome upbringing I really did and I was just brought up to be healthy you know, and to be active. Well, uh, you know, dad started kind of getting me into the gym when I was in the sixth grade. I mean, most kids that Hmm. just doesn't, that doesn't happen. I mean, it really doesn't happen. But what had happened was when I was in gymnastics, I really, we were finding some weaknesses. And even though I was a strong kid and I'd always played, I just, you know, I didn't have back strength and my arms weren't as strong as what they should have been. Mm -hmm. So you go to do a pull up on a bar and a high bar, you, you need the strength. So I started weight training. And then I started working with trainers. I mean, I worked with trainers since I was young. And I've worked with so many different types of trainers. I can't even, I mean, I could tell you every, you know, every kind of newfangled fitness guru kind of thing because I've done it all. Yeah. I've been put through it all. Yeah. And uh, the funny thing is, is it wasn't until I was probably 25 or 30 years old to before any of them really ever talked to me about my food. You know, none of them really address the food and most personal trainers don't, you Mm -hmm. know. So 
as I grew older, I made exercise a priority, uh, but I didn't make nutrition a priority because I really had no idea how to do that. So I was working in the financial field. Uh, I had started working for Edward Jones since I was in high school. Worked mm -hmm. half day at Edward Jones and went to school half day. And they uh, helped with tuition assistance. So I kept moving into, you know, in that company and then ended up getting a second job uh, doing the same thing, only growing with a different company. Well, one night I came home and I passed out on my driveway and the next thing I knew I was in an ambulance going to the oh, hospital. Oh, you literally passed yeah. out. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I was you out cold. You were tired, cold, you right? passed out. No, I was out cold and uh, it was a two and a half year journey trying to figure out what was wrong with me. I tried to hang on to my job. I loved my job, so I didn't want to lose it. And I was the kind of girl that got there at 5.30 in the morning, didn't leave until 8 o'clock at night. You know, I was, a, I was a good employee to have. I wanted to do well, you know. And I just, my body wasn't letting me anymore. My life revolved around not eating for almost eight hours. And then when I would eat, it would be a Snickers bar. But I had coffee that entire time. And then we might take clients out. So then I might have this super heavy meal with dessert and a drink. And then I would go back to work for a little while longer and try to go home and go to bed. Hmm. And I was just kind of killing myself, basically. And I just didn't know how to truly nourish my body the way I needed to and hadn't, you know, all, all through all, all those years of growing up. And, one, you know, one doctor would say one thing, another doctor would say another thing. And yet, after <laughs> going through 22 doctors, none of them asked me about my food. Not a single doctor asked me what I ate every day. Yeah, you know. Interesting. So, I mean, you probably can't remember all 22 doctors, but if you think back just like on average, were they healthy? Some of them, but usually, I would say out of 22 doctors, maybe 15%. Okay. And I, uh, I could go, we could have a whole podcast for that one. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> With all the heart attacks I've visited at the hospital and looking at the cardiologist or right. looking at the nurses and thinking, oh gosh, I need to stay here because they're not going to be fed right. You know what so, I mean? So the experts failed you basically. I mean, right, you know, I, I don't right. want to blame doctors. But, no, but, but they just, they didn't come out. So I, I found a homeopathic doctor and uh, took me eight months to get into him. Mm -hmm. I had to wait eight months and just was in torture. I, I could, when I would get out of bed in the morning, I had to eat something before I could walk down my stairs because I was so weak. I couldn't get down my stairs. Mm -hmm. So met with the homeopathic doctor. It was Dr. Christian Wesley out in Webster Groves. He's one of a kind for sure. And I mean, he saved my life. But the first thing he said, the first thing he asked me was, what do you eat? I mean, he, he heard the whole spiel, read all my stuff. He said, what do you eat? And then I'm thinking to myself, well, what do you mean? What do I eat? I mean, I don't know. Right. I don't know what I eat. Right. He said, well, think back. What'd you eat yesterday? I couldn't even tell him. I mean, I couldn't even remember. That's how little of a priority it was to me. And again, no one had asked me, so I wasn't prepared for that. I had a stack of papers, right. you know, and no, no one had cared before. So he said, well, what's your blood type? I said, I have no idea. They had to check for it. And I told them. I told him what I ate. He said, you're eating all the wrong food. Mm. You know, and I said, well, I've gone to registered dietitians at the hospital before. I'm eating within the framework that they suggested. He said, well, that's the wrong food for you. Within two weeks of changing my food, two weeks, mm -hmm. I started feeling human again. And you I were mean, right, how old about this time? Uh, this is when I was about 23, 24. Okay. So I'm right in my prime when I should be feeling my best, right. you know, and being able to work my hardest. But I got struck down. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I couldn't function. I went down to 85 pounds and then went all the way up to 150. Mm -hmm. I had never been more than 110 my entire life. I went hyperthyroid, then right into hypo. Mm -hmm. 
all the while I had an autoimmune, you know, condition of the thyroid, but never knew because no one had ever even ran out of 22 different rounds of blood tests. No one had ever run my thyroid antibodies. So Mm -hmm. I had no idea. So he started working me through my food, not even really doing my nutrition, but just telling me the no's, the do's and the don'ts. That wasn't even his role. Mm -hmm. I went home and I dove in. I mean, it was like off the high dive. I dove in and I started finding every ounce of information I could. That is why I'm so passionate about what I do. It Mm -hmm. saved my life, you know, and the food was literally killing me. I put on that weight when I went up to almost 150. I did that in a six-month period of time, and I was not eating junk food. Yeah, and you're not a tall person, so they can't see us no, on the podcast. No, I mean, but right. That's yeah. why I've stayed 110 my entire life. Right, You right. know, so, I mean, it was hard. My face felt mm-hmm. like you could pop it with a pen. It was so swollen. Everything felt swollen. My joints hurt. My stomach hurt all the time. Mm -hmm. I was just sick. My heart would race. I was too tired to even function. Mm -hmm. I could not do my job anymore. You know, it's interesting. I'm listening to you talk. You know, you're a little girl and you're active. Right. And you've always been active. And a lot of the people that I coach um, and who listen to this podcast, again, they're, they're, they tend to be in things like sales or maybe in the financial world or even athletics. Um, they're high producers. The funny thing is I don't, I don't know that they are as in tune with how they feel as you were um, right. because they, most of them might not have had that background or they did. Maybe they did it in college and then they hadn't been really active for 10 years and they felt really bad slowly. Right. right? And so one of the things that I hear a lot um, is, you know, Joe, you're right. I got to take care of this part of my life. And they go into a, I'll just call it a box gym and they they sign up with a, with a trainer and, you know, the trainer's got them doing curls. Right. And and in their mind, they're like, no, I'm, I'm handling this. Like I'm trying, but I still feel like crap. And I wrote, I wrote a note down. You were talking about your long days and then you go out and you might have to take a client out Mm -hmm. or whatever. I mean, this is the norm for people. Right. Even in corporate America. Yes. And yet if they're not. If they're not energetic um, and their body isn't capable of being energetic, I don't know that, Debbie, I don't know that a lot of people even understand that that's the problem. They just feel bad. Absolutely. I wouldn't have ever put it on food. Mm -hmm. I mean, all those doctors, all the studying I did, all the research, I, I didn't put it on food at all. And then all of a sudden I make these changes. I feel this much better. And that now I'm ready. I'm Mm -hmm. going to start researching. I've been an athlete my entire life. Why didn't someone make me a better athlete with this food? Right. I could have performed better. You know what I mean? I could have been better at my job. I could have been more alert. Then I think back in my office, you know, all, and I'm looking at everyone and I'm thinking, everyone was sick around me. Mm. They were all tired. They all had headaches. They had migraines. They had joint pain. They had stomach problems. They were overweight. Mm-hmm. They were unhappy. They were depressed. They were, they had bad relationships because they had issues. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm sitting there thinking, they're all eating terrible food. Right. The same food I was eating every day. And uh, John's, John will say to me that John's my fiance and he'll say, you know, daddy, not everything is about food. And then he'll turn around a couple minutes later and says, you're right. It's probably the food <laughs> because right. a lot of times it, you just dial it back. And if you can make those changes with the food, you can literally make a change to almost anything. Well, as an outsider who doesn't have the experience and the, the, um, the information background that you have, what, what I think is that 
it's easier to check the box and get on a treadmill and walk for 20 minutes right. than it is to stop going to McDonald's and, you know, you scarfing down that, that Whopper it. or whatever. Because, it, it, you know, and this is a question I want to ask you later, but I just kind of throw it out there now. There is a huge connection in emotions and food, right? Right. I mean, can you talk a little bit about that, what you've seen sure. from people? I mean, that's probably 75% of what I do. I, I oh, wish okay. I would have ended up getting a psych, you know, degree in psychology, right, you right. know, because I feel like I do more of that than anything. You know, just the emotional manipulation that food will have on a person. There's two components to that. Yes, there is an emotional connection where people will cope with food. Mm-hmm. They'll cope their way through problems and issues. People celebrate with food. You know, Why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> people, people feel like they're owed certain foods. Right. You know, And then different holidays present and, oh, well, we should be able to have this. I should be able to have a drink every night. Right. I mean, that's just it's just simply not the case. But then on the other end, there's actually the physiological component to it where your brain is being impacted by the nutrients that you take in. This is the part that doctors need to be talking to their patients about. Mm -hmm. When you eat certain foods, your dopamine levels change, your serotonin levels change, your epinephrine levels Mm. change, norepinephrine. You know what that does? That changes your brain. That's going to lead you down the path of anxiety. It's going to lead you down the path of depression. It's going to spark so many issues, and therefore, you're going to be craving this to feed the dopamine, craving so, this to feed the serotonin. Without putting you on the spot, because I don't know if you know this answer or not, but like uh, when you said dopamine, I'm just thinking narcotics, right? right. So people right. will take whatever narcotic in order yes. to jack up that dopamine, but then it impacts whether or not the body's going to be able to produce that dopamine. Yes. Does food do that? Absolutely. Really? Especially sugar. Okay. So that's that's the scary part. That's why I, I another reason why I'm so passionate about it. Mm-hmm. I watch people get addicted to it, mm-hmm. and I see substances that are legal that are in our food, mm-hmm. and it's legal for them to put that in our food, right. and we're feeding it to our children. Mm-hmm. You know, and then it, and then it's kind of like, oh gosh, don't put that on your kids. They're too young, you know, to to, to be that strict with them. They're going right. to end up with an issue one day. And it's like they are. <laughs> they're going to end up with an issue A one day if issue. they keep eating that. But yet they're totally okay with giving them Ritalin or mm-hmm. Adderall at that young of an age. But yet they they don't want to cut back on the goldfish because mm-hmm. they're worried that could cause them an issue down the road. And yet they'd have no problem giving them an issue, an issue you know, you know, a right. pill for attention deficit or something like that. Yeah, you know, the sugar thing's interesting. When I did, um, for anyone who follows the Facebook page, we do these challenges, these 30-day challenges. And one of them was a, was a no-sugar challenge that I did on myself. Right. And I, I, <clears throat> I remember, and it wasn't a short period in time, I want to say it was a good almost three weeks that every day what, I was depressed a little bit. Because I couldn't have the you fill in the blank sugar, right? You know thing, and it was normal. And I, you're you're so right about the um, the celebration and things like that. Because mm-hmm. I would have a hard day, maybe in the financial practice, and uh, or just a busy or a long day, and I would come home and I'd feel you know like I just need that one little thing. I couldn't get it, right? Um, and so that was a that was a really hard thing, and, and it took a good three weeks. Does it? I mean, is do you find that it's normal that someone can maybe unconnect themselves from 
whatever, whether it be sugar or whatever it might be, how long does it usually take? Everyone is going to be so different because it really depends on how their system is set up. I okay. mean, there can be buildup in their gut and the sugar was feeding that and therefore there's a die-off process. You know, it could be a yeast overgrowth, it could be a bacteria overgrowth, it could be parasites. More people have that than, than mm. you think. Mm. They just don't know it. And so that could be an extended issue where someone's going to actually deal with cravings for a little bit longer. Then there could be a brain connection where, you know, maybe someone was put on an antidepressant and they didn't realize that the sugar was actually a big part mm -hmm. of why they needed that antidepressant. They get taken off that antidepressant and suddenly they start having a whole host of other symptoms because mm -hmm. they're, or I'm sorry, they get taken off of sugar, but yet they're still on the antidepressant. They have a whole host of other issues because they no longer have the big thing that was causing them the problem in the, to begin with. So they have a medication that's actually making them feel worse instead of better. Mm. But again, when they go to the doctor, the doctor's not linking the food. It's going to take probably at least seven to 10 days for a person to really work the poison out of their system mm -hmm. and also to kind of re-regulate their blood sugar pattern. So a person's going to kind of set up sort of like almost like an insulin schedule when the body is going to release it in a blood sugar pattern. And when you all of a sudden go into a clean zone and you're not having those, those same spikes mm -hmm. or those same peaks and valleys, it's going to take a couple of days to kind of get reacquainted with where you are now. And the hope would be that if someone decides to do that, like you went into it somewhat educated, Joe, mm -hmm. some folks, they cut sugar, but they don't add any more fat or they don't add enough fat or they don't have enough protein. So they feel horrible, mm -hmm. you know, and by the seventh day they quit because they should quit. They feel terrible. They're not getting an adequate amount of nutrients. They need to balance those nutrients. So, I mean, sometimes you need someone to guide you through that process to know, okay, yes, cut the sugar, but let's keep your carbs at this ratio in the beginning. And then maybe in a month, let's drop it to this ratio. Don't just cut the carbs right off the bat. Yeah, you know that, that's, mean? that's funny because, um, you know, anyone familiar with me, I mean, I'll, I'll talk about, <clears throat> let's just say money and you might listen to a, a radio talk show host that tells you that from here on out, you will spend nothing and you will eat rice and beans. Right. And, and I listen to that and I'm like, that's. That's not how people work. Right. Um, and you, you can't do it on your own yeah. and, and you can't do it with a book. Um, and so, you know, if you're listening today and you're listening to Debbie speak and you're struggling with weight or, um, you know, you just don't feel good or, or, or whatever the case may be. And you're thinking to yourself right now, wow, this is going to be tough. Yeah. And, and, you know, yeah. Debbie, you've heard me talk about this, but this is why I wanted you on this podcast is that we, we really believe that 90% of the people won't engage in this. Um, does it make them bad? It just makes them not ready. Right. Um, you know, and, and there's 10% that will listen to you and say, I want that, you right. know, but only 1% are going to go through those seven days of withdrawal, we'll yes. call it, right? So I have, some, I have some other questions I wrote down because I, I know that these are the people that I coach that th mm -hmm. this will come up. Um, what are what are the most common nutritional mistakes that you see? Like if somebody were to walk into this gym, but they, they want to engage with you on nutrition and you sit down across a desk and you start talking, what's the most common mistakes you see? I mean, number one, what I just said, not getting balanced nutrients. Mm. So when you meet with someone, probably one of the most common mistakes that they make is they don't have a balanced portfolio. They kind of threw their money into a couple stocks because they liked the company and then they didn't really buy any bonds, didn't buy any of this, didn't buy any of that. So they come in and you got to try to get them a little bit more diversified. Same thing happens with me. They come okay. in and they have a rice cake for breakfast. 
and maybe they put a little peanut butter on there. Well, it's a really high starch food with a little bit of fat and pretty much no protein. Mm. You know, and then maybe for a snack, they grab a banana. No fat, no protein, just a bunch of carbs. And then at lunch, you know, it, it, so it just keeps going and going. They just don't have the balance of nutrients. Okay. So their blood sugar is really never getting balanced. And then the lack of knowledge when it comes to ingredients, that's definitely right up there with not having balanced nutrients. Mm -hmm. People don't understand that the actual ingredients matter more than the nutritional bar on the package. So you'll look at the sugar, you'll look at the carbs, and you'll say, oh, okay, this is probably okay. And then you look at the calories having no idea where those calories are coming from. Okay. And then you look and you see, and there's a paragraph of ingredients, only about half of which you can pronounce. Right, right. <laughs> if you can't pronounce it, your body can't pronounce it. It doesn't, it's not going to acknowledge it when you take it in. Things are going to start happening. Mm -hmm. That's going to be headaches. That's going to be fatigue. That's going to be hunger. It's going to be joint pain. It's going to be gut issues. It's going to be skin issues. Mm -hmm. All of this stemming from the wrong food, you know, and really and, balance. I mean, absolutely. It, so that I mean, you mentioned money, but really, I just look at it from people's lives. They, I always talk about them over-indexing, and, yeah. and usually people will over-index to areas where uh, it comes naturally. So, for me, like <clears throat> I, I can say. I've really got my workouts under control. I can wake up at 4.30 and knock that out. But that's easy for me. Right. Uh, the food isn't as easy. Yes. Right? So so whether it be balancing these nutrients or understanding the food or, or maybe, hey, bananas might look healthy, but maybe they're not with the way you're doing right. it. Right. Okay. Right. So very common, which makes sense because that's how people live life. Right. Okay. And marketing at, at this point, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that throws people in all different directions, you know, and I have to kind of recreate the wheel with them. Right. Now... Is there like a – talk to us a little bit about moderation. And I'm, I'm pausing there because I've heard you speak about this before, <laughs> right? And, uh, and you know, there, there's always a danger in that people will say, you know, well, that's just too strict. But um, give us your perception on, on when people say, well, everything in moderation. Is right. that a good thing? Is it a bad thing? Is there well, a easy – It depends on the person. Again, all the okay. different things we've talked about. If you have a person that copes with food – well, moderation isn't going to work for them because if they have even a little bit of sugar or a little bit of alcohol, that dopamine response, they will want more and more and more. And they're going to binge and they're going to binge for a couple days. And then they're going to be so low that you're going to be digging them out of the ground. And then the next five days after that, it's going to be torture for them. Mm. So the moderation wasn't worth it to them. You know what I'm saying? That makes, yeah, it makes sense. It yeah. just wasn't. Mm -hmm. Now, if someone has a disease, if they have an autoimmune disease, if they have heart disease, if they have diabetes, moderation of sugar with diabetes just keeps you in diabetes. Mm -hmm. It keeps you having diabetes. It keeps you needing insulin. It keeps you needing to be on metformin. But if you get to a point where you realize food tastes great without all that garbage on top of it, yeah. you actually don't have to have type 2 diabetes anymore. It goes away. I mean, you don't have to take insulin. I mean, in yeah. most cases, you don't you don't have to take high blood pressure medication because you're controlling things. You know what I'm saying? So moderation is great for the person that is in excellent shape mm -hmm. and who doesn't have any health issues mm -hmm. and who truly has discipline. And whose brain is capable of acknowledging that just because I eat this cake tonight doesn't mean I can go home and have this, 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 and this. And yeah. the next day have this, this, and this, you know. And if you can eat that and feel no regret from it 
and wake up the next day and feel great and have it not slow you down mm-hmm. and not have any regret, again, of the fact that, oh, I shouldn't have done that, I don't feel good, I don't like the way, then do it. Moderation you, is great. You used a magic word, discipline. The reason why you're on the second podcast I've ever done with this is that I really think, again, going to indexing in different areas of your life, I don't think I've met anybody where food doesn't have... Um, a heavy control over them. Sure. You know, I mean, like I have met people uh, like me who will work out 24 hours in a day if you give it to them. Yeah. But they don't have a problem with it. Um, I've met people who will work 24 hours a day um, or who will just be with their their family. But I have yet to meet the person. I don't care how disciplined they are. Right. That will consistently, as in always, avoid, let's just call them bad foods, right? Like the obvious stuff, the junk food. Um, or the, to, to turn it around, even the people who do a really good job of it, we all feel some guilt. Like, right. oh, man, I had that cupcake and now, you know, it's amazing. Of you know, all the you areas. kind of feel bad. You actually, right. you feel kind of down-regulated because of the food because the food is actually making you feel bad. Right. You right. know what I mean? And then your brain changes. Right. And again, that brain chemistry changes. So it's got you kind of down-regulated like, oh, what did I do that for? I'm tired now. Mm. Now tomorrow's workout is a challenge. Now I'm kind of forcing myself to get out of bed. You and now that I mean? person, let's say it's a, let's say it's me, it's a, I'm a man, and I come home and I'm feeling that way. And let's say my wife did the same thing. Now we've got two people, mm-hmm. right? The, the leaders of the family right. with three kids running around hyped up on probably sugar from right. school. Right. So it's such a downward spiral. Yes. And if yeah. it keeps continuing, then we have a relationship issue. Because mm-hmm. one of you is going to snap at the other when you right. didn't even need me right. to. And you're sitting back thinking, I don't even know who just said that. I didn't even mean to say that. I don't even really feel that way. But I'm so tired. I don't even want to address it. Interdependent domains. This mm -hmm. is what I was talking about, right? And it does. It spirals into major issues. Then the next day you're late for work or the next day you might call into work, Mm -hmm. you know? Or you just feel like a failure. You do. Right? Because you you had a bad day. Mm -hmm. Then you failed in your diet. Mm -hmm. Then you popped off at Jamie. Right. And then you yelled at your son. Yes. It's a a spiral. And again, remember, some of it is physiological. Mm -hmm. There are some things, actually, there's a chemistry in the brain that's actually being changed. Is it different for men and women? Do they have the same emotional? It is. Okay. Well, you know, because women have a different nitrogen balance than men do. So, you know, men are going to have a little higher testosterone. Women are going to have more estrogen. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So we're going to kind of handle things, you know, a little bit differently. But then again, the food affects that. So there are men that can eat so much of the wrong food. And I've had so many of them over the years that this has been the example that they end up estrogen dominant. And their testosterone gets to, gets to next to nothing. Wait, so like, what's that? I, I want to know exactly what those foods are. Well, so. I mean, you're right, exactly. What, what are a couple of those Well, foods? soy and the, and the abundance of soy and soy bean in your foods. Soy I've had that happen with a lot, a lot of military guys that mm. were eating, you know, basically box meals for years. Mm-hmm. And they end up getting out of the military and they go into almost like a, a major depression. Mm. And they can't get out. They cannot get themselves out. And the reality of it is, is again, it's it's physiological. Mm. Once we change their food, but then we correct the hormone issue, they start to feel alive again. Those the box foods. Are you talking about? I don't know if you know. Are you talking about like the MREs and the yes, meals ready to eat? But really? It, but it's the same way. If you go into the, it's not just the military. You go into the grocery store mm-hmm. and you look at things that are in a box. Mm. Look at the ingredients. Of Some of them will have three different forms of soy. You know, and then non-organic dairy. 
being pumped with bad estrogen, non-organic chicken mm -hmm. being pumped with bad estrogen. You know, they give anabolics to steers, to, to cows, mm -hmm. if, it's, if it's, you know, kind of like the mass raised. So, I mean, there's so much that you're getting in your food that you don't even know. So compounding, the, so as a man, if I'm eating boxed foods and I'm eating those, um, uh, the meat, what did you say they put in the meat? Not, well, anabolics or <laughs> yeah, estrogen. Anabolic. Okay. Then you're increasing your estrogen. Right. Therefore, you're going to have more fatty tissue on okay. your breast tissue and your breast tissue. You're not going to feel like that's tightening up and your right. gut is going to always feel like it's there. You're going to feel like you kind of have like that beer belly mm. and maybe you don't even consume a lot of beer. And so, yeah, you know, you mentioned, I, I forget where you said it earlier, but you'd said something along the lines of you looked around and everybody was feeling a certain way. Mm -hmm. Um, the ebook I wrote was called from the front of the room. And when I stand up in front of rooms and speak to people, um, you can't help but notice that the average person just isn't in great shape. Right. And what surprised me is that a lot of times as I'm talking to people and they ask me, how did you, what's your, what's your exercise program? I usually start with the diet and, and they are saying to me, and I don't know how to answer it, but they're saying to me things like, ah, I've tried everything. Right. You know, I run more or I eat less or, yes. <clears throat> and I still have this gut and I don't even drink. And, yes. and, and you know, that just makes, I'm speaking as a man, it makes you feel so weak. Right. Right. Cause you're yeah. actually trying. I mean, right. I, I meet with people all day long. I did it all day today and they're legitimately trying. They mm. really think that they're making the right decisions and marketing is kind of leading them to believe they're making the right decisions. Maybe even their doctors making them believe that they're making the right decisions, mm. but nothing's changing. Got it. So if nothing's changing, we got to make a switch, you know, and, and, it's imperative that you look at what is in the ingredients of your food because it's going to do more than just add body fat. It's going to structure the hormones differently. It's going mm -hmm. to change the neurotransmitters differently. So less testosterone, more estrogen. That gives the hormone replacement doctors an actual purpose. That's why there's so many of them out there yeah, now. There and it's good because we need them, but it's still... It shouldn't be that way. Why is it suddenly that way yet when our parents, you know, our parents didn't do that? You mm -hmm. know what I mean? And then on top of that, the ingredients, how are they affecting, you know, issues like autoimmune issues, skin issues, gut issues, joint issues, huh. you know, allergy <laughs> issues. My next question was that I, I wanted to ask you specifically, I wrote it down here, how much, how much does nutrition play into hair nails, skin, yeah. aging? Like how much does that play into it? I guess talked, a lot. We just talked about that today. A client brought in this, uh, this kind of line of products that you know you know how there's so many of these like private marketing companies where they create you know this type of product and then they try to get everybody to do the you know everybody sells it now kind of thing uh, no i haven't noticed that on my facebook right Every exactly oh my gosh. <laughs> and i'm not trying to nail any one particular one down but so you know she was like is it okay to take these i said you know that's fine there's nothing in there you know they are actually good products I said, but you understand that when you change your food you're probably not going to need those anymore mm -hmm. i know you have a full bottle go ahead and take them but these companies exist because people stopped eating real food years ago right there is what we eat right now isn't even food most of the time like roger says we should eat the package instead of the food inside the package we'd probably be better off they're not getting any nutrition from their food right. so they have to take these pills to make their hair grow to make their skin okay you know what i mean right and it's kind of sad yeah you know we don't get the vitamins and minerals that we need from our food yeah plain and simple so we 
have to supplement with it. There's nothing wrong with supplements. I certainly supplement, you know, with things. But I, I try, like like magnesium or potassium. But I really truly try to get all that from my food. When people cut out fat from their diet, their hair, skin, and nails are going to feel it, and mm. so is their gut. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If you're if you're cutting out certain minerals you will feel an impact by it. And if your diet is primarily made up of a bagel with cream cheese, a sandwich for lunch, and a hamburger and french fries, I'm going to tell you right now, you're missing a lot of nutrients and you're going to be good, sick. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's funny. I was, I was cleaning. We're, we're moving our office, uh, and I was cleaning through a bunch of stuff. And <clears throat> I found pictures from back when I was probably 25, 26. And um, I thought I was in good shape back then. Uh, but I'm looking at the pictures now, and I'm like, man, I had a lot of um, – I had a lot of fat on me and thinking back to it. And I've, I've shared this with Jamie before. I was like, no fat guy. I wouldn't eat anything with fat in it. Right. But I had bagels and pasta. I'm Italian pasta and, and, um, you name it like rice, like that's all healthy. And, um, you know, it just, now I'm much more cut and I eat, much more fat, but fat, right. this is usually, this is Good pretty much from you fat. though. Yeah. Right, because right, right, right. <clears throat> Jamie came home and told me all this stuff I was eating was crap and uh, <laughs> it's your fault. So thank you. What, well, what good is, job, Jamie. I've been trying yeah. to hire her for a while. I you know. know. <laughs> I know. No, I, I need her at home because we got the, I know, four, I know. the four monkeys Right, there. right. Um, what, uh, what's, if you could pick, you're not going to want to answer this, but I'm going to ask it anyway, because sure. I know people are, if you could pick one food and just tell people generally, I know everyone's different, just stop eating that one food. Is there one that you could pick? Don't you you, you dare say pizza, that's right. I mean, really, truly, it would be processed foods is what I would ask first. Because I'm not going to say sugar, because if if you made a cake and you, you actually used pure ingredients, you wouldn't have near the impact from that cake. So what's processed? Assume, assume that people aren't. High fructose corn syrup, corn, you know, just, just corn byproducts, soy, uh, you know, any type of fructose, sucralose, aspartame, sorbitol, all these different preservatives, things that cure foods, you know, th- these are poisonous. But these like are poisonous. Chips Ahoy cookies that are- it's not a real cookie. That's not a real cookie? I mean, it's not a real Look at the paragraph. Okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, if you go home and you have butter, get some organic butter, you get organic sugar, you know, you, you're you going to be in a different place when you're making that. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't love the fact that people eat sugar all day, but I'd much rather someone give my child that than a package of nerds, you know, or a package of Smarties. Because she's getting food dyes that are going to completely change her brain. And then she has to go back and try to learn. And then I'm going to get told that she doesn't pay attention as well. I haven't. She's done really well. But, you know, parents get told their kids don't pay attention very well at 2, two o'clock or at 1 o'clock or at 10 o'clock. I don't o'clock. know what you're like, talking about. And it's like, no. well, what did they eat? No. You know what I mean? What yeah. did they eat? Is that right after you fed them this, the fruit snacks with the food dyes yeah. and the sugar, the high fructose corn syrup? You know what I'm going to try? I'm just not going to feed our kids anything. Now let's see how, just for fasting, a couple of days. Fasting, and then when you bring it back in, they'll love whatever you give them. So fasting, good. So I, so it's I in the Bible, Joe. Try yeah, it. That's true. That's true. Um, fasting. So fasting, carb loading, keto, Atkins, whatever. All this stuff. Right? All this stuff that's out there. Um, and, and again, some of the people that I, I coach, um, one-on-one coaching, and they've told me that, well, I'm going to try keto. And I'm thinking, okay, great. But I mean, are these things... Are they fads? Are they? Are, can they work? Right. Give me it's, a little bit of insight there. Well, I I was keto when keto wasn't cool. You know, okay. I mean that was literally 15 years ago. Okay. I, I've been doing keto for 15 years, and I was 
being told I was crazy. I mean, I have national haters uh -huh. that, that thought I was crazy because I did ketogenic diets 15 years ago. Roger the same, 25 years ago. Now, Roger was your, men was your mentor? Yeah, my mentor. Okay. And, and also he does the radio show with me. He owned Powerhouse Gym and he's owned multiple fitness centers, but he's certainly my mentor and has helped me. But the, the reality of it is, is a ketogenic diet can be life-changing, mm -hmm. life-altering, but mm -hmm. it shouldn't, I, I don't like it being promoted as the weight loss, the new weight loss solution. Mm -hmm. It's a lifestyle. And intermittent fasting is a lifestyle. Mm -hmm. It's not something that you do just to lose weight. You do it mm. to regenerate, you know, and to and, and you do keto to slow down the absorption of sugar and to get out of a sugar burning zone constantly and to get, you know, into a place where your body actually uses fat for energy and it calms your immune system. Mm -hmm. And it really just gives your system a chance to just have a break, you know. Paleo, I feel like paleo is just a means of saying, eat healthy, clean foods, you know what I mean? And it's, it's, it's brilliant that they've come out with the deal because you have all these different programs and products right. you can sell. But the reality of it is, is we just really need to eat real food, whole food, and that's what I instruct people to do. But what might work for you, Joe, may not work for Jamie, mm -hmm. you know, and it certainly might not work for me, yeah. you know, and like with Jamie, if I did keto with her, I would have to, I would have to carb rotate her because she has, you know, a pretty fast metabolism, mm -hmm. you know, but she's responsive to certain foods where if I carb rotated in keto, I'd probably gain 25 pounds. Mm. You know, I can't do that. I would also get sick from it and have an allergy response to it. People are trying these diets and they really don't know all the buttons that need to be pushed, all the things that need to be taken into consideration. Right. So they're, it's like investing online on your own, mm -hmm. having no experience. Yeah. You know, you need a team for that. You need professionals for that. Magazines, it, it just doesn't work. But yes, doing all of that for fat loss to me is the wrong reason. And keto can be very dangerous. If you are jumping in and out of keto, the next time you go for blood work, you're going to be positioned with, I think we should put you on cholesterol medication. Because mm. if you do keto for three weeks and you blow it on sugar for three days, guess what you just did? All that fat you consumed that you were supposed to use for energy just ran straight to your liver and it's storing in your liver. And next thing we know, you have fatty liver disease just because you keep cheating on keto. Get off keto. It's not the right diet for you. Right. You need discipline if you're going to do keto. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, then intermittent fasting. That's a terrible <laughs> diet to do if you are a sugar burner. If you're going to have carbs all day, and I mean starchy carbs, mm -hmm. breads, pastas, rice, it's tough to do intermittent fasting because once you wake up in the morning, your body's waiting for the insulin furnace to be fueled, yeah. the fire to start going. Well, you're going to go through a fast and what you're doing is almost starving your adrenals at that point. So you're kind of worsening yourself instead of bettering yourself. Being in a fat adapted state is the most protective state to do intermittent fasting. And that means during your window of eating, you're taking in good quality fat sources. That's why you see people doing things like MCT oil, coconut oil, you know, things like that yeah. during their time of eating. Again, I was doing MCT oil 15 years ago. Yeah. I was walking around 24 hour fitness and they were looking at me like I was crazy because I was putting coconut oil on top <laughs> of my food. You know, I was just putting a right. tablespoon of it, but I was stronger because of it. You, you know, know, I should point this out too. Um, <clears throat> Cause if you sit here and you listen to you as a lay person like myself, 
and you're hearing MCT oil and, you know, all these different things. Sure. And, and a lot of people might not even know what keto is. I, you know, I, it was interesting to me about somebody like you, who I would consider a high performer, which is why you're on this podcast, is that well, thanks. the people that you work with, I mean, you literally train world champion body competitors. Right. As well as me. Right. And as well as the guy who just wants to get off cholesterol medication. Yes. So you, you don't, you know, if you're listening to this, and, and the point of this is really... Um, everyone wants to just improve. Yes. And this is a foundational piece of it, right? I mean, the, the, I call it kinesthetics, but specifically nutrition. Yes. Um, and you don't have to be a world competitor. You can just be the guy or the girl down the street who doctor just told him you need to get on cholesterol meds. Right. And what you're saying is maybe not. Right. Maybe, but maybe not. Maybe make some changes to your food first. Right. Okay. You know, and it, and it, again, hire a professional for it. Don't just try to do it on your own. Well, you yeah, know? I mean, that's, I think that most of the people, the reason why I think salespeople tend to resonate with me um, and the things that I say is because nothing against people in, in corporate world, but a lot of the people in corporate world, they have to produce, but they're like judged over a quarter yes. or a year. Right. A sales guy or a girl. It's like today. Sure. You know, hunt, kill, eat. Hunt, right? kill, eat. So they need to figure out what works, what doesn't work quickly. Yes. They're out there searching for information. A lot of the people I talk about, and funny, it's, I'll just, I'll go in and I'll, I'll consult with a group um, of salespeople and I'll just simply, and we're looking at it and they're saying we're not producing enough and I'll start talking about nutrition. And in, initially they think I'm nuts. Sure. But pretty quickly they're like, hmm. There's something to this. This makes right. This makes sense right. because I need to be higher energy in order to do my job. So <laughs> you have to be able to look at this as a foundational piece if if you're looking to improve. I mean, even even some of the basic, you know, just baseline motivational speakers that I've listened to for years <laughs> mm -hmm. talk about food. Mm -hmm. the, you know, and and they're not in great shape, but right. they're trying to motivate people, and they'll say. Look, if I don't stop eating the M and M's, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get where I want to go. Mm -hmm. You know, even they mention things like that. Look at someone as basic as Oprah Winfrey. Look mm -hmm. at how much she talks about food and yeah. all the struggles she has with food and how much she's tried to improve her life through food. Everybody needs it. So you know, you just hit on something really critical. I think uh, for people who li who are listening right now, um, I think it's difficult to project yourself as successful um when so let me put it this way and we talked about it last podcast it's it, health is hard fitness is hard because of this i could have the worst relationship with my wife but nobody would know that right right like if they didn't know us intimately sure i i could be broke but i could be driving around in a range rover right nobody would know right, right? but if i show up let's say i'm a financial advisor or or i'm an attorney i'm an estate attorney or whatever and and i show up as an expert and i'm trying to get you to to do something and yet i'm i'm 50 pounds overweight i can't hide it right you know and that's a very difficult thing so confidence comes much it comes down yes so you know these are things that really that, that's again why i wanted to talk to you about the nutrition um how would so, you know, people, um, you mentioned your radio show that's here in the St. Louis mm -hmm. area. We're up here yes. in St. Louis. People are going to be listening to this everywhere, We're literally from Hawaii to Maine and Florida. Yeah. Um, you know, I work with you um, because I see the results from the people that worked with you prior to me. If people are listening today, you know, and they're thinking, 
this sounds great. I know I need it, and I have no clue where to start. Sure. I, I need a Debbie. Sure. How do they How do they get in touch with you? How, how can they get in touch uh, with you? They can take a look at integritytraininggroup.com. That is our website. Or they can call us at 636-299-2208. We work with people all over the country. Mm. And, you know, I mean... Probably 25 to 30% of my day every day would be either a phone or a Skype consult. So, it, you know, it isn't just that people come into, into our gym. Got it. Okay. You know, I probably could just work out of a small closet. You know, I just need to be able to talk to people and connect with people and give them the information. So what would that look like? Let's say I'm in, I'm in Florida and, and I hear this and I say, you know what, it, it's time. Right. You know, and, and so they, they go to Integrity, what? IntegrityTrainingGroup.com. IntegrityTrainingGroup.com. Um, and, and that will they, just give you some information about us. I mean, it just right. kind of breaks down who we are, what we do, how we do it. But just call. I mean, I would suggest if you're ready to do it, call. And we'll talk you through the process and help okay. you to understand. It's a five-month nutrition program that oh, I wow. do. Oh, wow. Okay. I mean, it's pretty extensive. <clears throat> okay. You know, the, the first time you meet with me, it's going to be a full hour, maybe an hour and a half. Mm. We're going to go over your likes and dislikes. We're going to try to understand what your schedule is. We're going to just kind of learn and understand any health issues that we need to be aware of, any medications that you're taking, and just a list of symptoms that symptoms that you're dealing with on a daily basis. And then we're going to construct a plan. I'm going to tell you exactly what to eat, where to buy it from, how, how to prepare it, what to order when you eat out, what to do when you travel, what you should be drinking, what vitamins and minerals you should be taking. Mm-hmm. And then you get a cookbook with it as well. Mm-hmm. So you have a guide, you know, that if you want to cook, you can go from here. If you need to do on-the-go meals, I'll tell you where to go for those. Yeah. You know, there's always an option. There's always a convenience factor that can be built in. But we have to know what the pitfalls are. And I teach you the why behind it. So I'm trying to help you to make a lifestyle change, not just achieve a short-term goal. Right. Okay. You know, you, you've got to have the foundation of... What happens to my blood sugar? What is a histamine response? What is inflammation? Mm. How does all this stuff happen? Because then when you go out to look at the food, then you're kind of thinking, I, that's not worth it. I'm you not going to feel it, right. right. You, okay, yeah. And then when your brain gets thrown off, or maybe you you do have a little argument with your wife or your husband, you're thinking, I shouldn't have had that for lunch. That's why I'm in this bad of a mood right now. You know, I ended up catching up with that virus because I was eating bad all weekend. You start to learn your system. Mm-hmm. My eczema is back because I've been eating potato chips all week. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, right. it's very basic. My daughter or my son acts up at this time of day. Well, shoot, it's because I'm giving them this for lunch. I'm watching it happen. And I would know? assume that, you know, I mean, five months, a lot can, a lot of positive things yes. can happen in five months. And, you know, when when I met you, um, you know, on the outside anyway, I, I looked like I was in good shape, even though I was suffering from, all, like, I'm not flexible and I've got all kinds of issues. Um, but I would imagine that had I come to you uh, in, I don't know, 2006, when I was 40 pounds overweight and you... the the confidence factor would have would have skyrocketed. Right. And you know what was funny? Um, and Jamie pointed this out because we started, her first and then me, really started paying attention to food and things of that nature. When I was down with the Achilles uh, surgery and I couldn't run, I couldn't walk. This is two years I was dealing with that. I didn't add a pound only because right. I was following the nutrition. Yes. And the it's confidence the of control. control. It, right. exactly, exactly right. That control factor was yeah. huge. You know, I never knew that. I felt like, well, I'm just going to gain weight because right. you know what? I'm 43 now, and that's what 43-year-olds do. Right. 
And yet it's the 25-year-olds who are gaining weight and the 35-year-olds. So the control thing is a, is a big deal. Absolutely. Okay. And people are so convinced that they're owed something. Mm. Again, you know, I, well, I deserve to be able to have a glass of wine every day. I need, right. to be, I need to be able to find a plan that I can have that. Well, good luck with that. You don't feel good. You're not looking the way you want to look. Your yeah. job's not going well because you're not performing the way you should. How's the wine working for you every <laughs> right, day? Right. You know what I mean? Or whatever it is, cookies, yeah. whatever you're having. You know what I mean? Something isn't working. Mm -hmm. So get with someone that's willing to meet with you and kind of finagle and figure out what that is. Well, and provide some leadership, too. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. And it's more than just a macronutrient profile. It You need someone that gets deep into it, understands your system, how they process, you know, how you're processing different foods. And, and that makes a huge difference. Again, like I said, I went around the table and said, we would all process that differently. This matters. That means no one generic diet is going to be the fit. So you got to have someone that can sit there and, and really listen and, and, and form a plan that's going to make sense. And then when you message them and say, I have a headache at this time, I'm hungry at that time, and my stomach's doing this, I can say, oh, you didn't put enough of that. You didn't measure this. And, oh, we got to get you on this probiotic. Mm, okay. You know, instead of just continuing to have issues and then quitting, you know, and mm -hmm. that's what happens when you, when you join the box gym and you hire the typical trainer because they give you a macronutrient ratio and maybe that isn't the right one for you. Right. And maybe those foods that have all those bad sweeteners in them, they don't work for you. You can't have those. Okay. You know what I mean? What's your Facebook page? Uh, if you just look up Debbie Portel and it's P as in Paul, O-R-T as in Tom, E-L-L, -L, or you can go to Integrity Training Systems. And either one, or I would I would actually go to both. Okay. And it'll pop up there. Yeah, I know you do we, some you know, videos. We kind of do things. some different information on both. You know what I mean? Like my personal page, I'm going to kind of get a little bit more in depth into mm -hmm. some things where Integrity, it's going to be more generic about the company and what sure. we do and how we do it. You know, okay. So I would look at both for sure. But if you really think you want to make a change, just call us. You okay. know, I mean, we will step you through it and talk you through it. Every trainer at my facility has a story. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, John had a heart attack at 26. He lost 100 pounds. I helped him lose it. Mm -hmm. You know, Nikki had back issues. She literally lost you know, 20 pounds from doing keto and she had been fighting to lose weight for years. Mm. I mean, she couldn't lose a pound, right. you know, every single trainer has a story to tell, Okay. you know, yeah. so we do this because, well, passion is our alarm clock. We, I, I can't tell. I mean, we're, you're, you're, we're you're just so soft-spoken about right, this. Right, 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 exactly. I'm just like pulling the words out right. of you here. Yeah. But you know, it saved my life. Mm -hmm. And uh, I guess I just have, it, you know, it's like, you know the call that God's put on your life. Mm -hmm. And so you serve that every day. And I can't sit back and watch people not take care of themselves. When I know I have the answer to something that could get them feeling better, I got to get it out there to yeah. them. And I, I want people to get in here so I can help them. Yeah. So, yeah, or just, get on a podcast like this or get right. on the radio show, you know, something, a video, something. Yeah. Just to maybe kind of wrap this up today. I, uh, again, you know, to, to have, to have the second podcast deal deep dive with nutrition. Um, it, uh, you know, it, it's for me, it's just one of the, the, <clears throat> the foundational issues that people are, are struggling with. And I know um, and really that and, and, and their walk with God, right. those are the two things I think, you know, I always, I always talk about money being the last taboo subject on earth. Nobody will talk about it. Um, but you know, the, gosh, it's, it, people will talk about the health stuff on a, on a real superficial basis. Um, and yet when I get one-on-one -on -one with people and they really open up to me from a coaching perspective, 
they are really feeling horrible about their, their health. Right. And they've given up. And I know there's people on this podcast that are thinking, well, maybe I'm not, maybe I haven't given up, Joe, but damn it, I cannot get rid of these pounds. And you know what? It's just because I'm 30 or it's just because I'm, and I, I just wanted them to hear this because it's, that's not the case. Right. Um, every, as you mentioned, every body, every body mm-hmm. is, is chemically different and men and women are different and what you're going through in life and the emotions outside are, are yes. different and all this is going to impact it. But if I could have people, if for, for nothing else that they got on this podcast today, just be aware of, okay, so what I put in my body, this might seem obvious, but what I put in my body will have an immediate and long lasting effect on performance. Absolutely. And that's in, what we're in after. In all areas of your life. Okay. Performance yeah. as a husband and wife, performance at your job, performance with your children. I mean, performance in your, in your servanthood to the Lord. Mm-hmm. I mean, just everything. Right. You know, I, I woke up this morning and I, I'm so driven to build something with my business, but I woke up an hour earlier because I don't want to miss getting into the Bible. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to sacrifice that. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, if I ate pizza last night, I would have slept in and snoozed. She did Because I, I would have felt terrible. How you know what you? I mean? How dare you? I couldn't. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> but I couldn't, have, I couldn't have done what I did yeah. this morning. You yeah. know what I mean? So then what ends up? sacrificing right something ends up trickling down and doesn't get hit the way you think it should you know and it what's one of the areas that we help people with you know so what we're trying to do the both of us together is teach people discipline but nutrition is part of it oh yeah you know it, it has to be one of your building blocks yeah all right well uh again i think everyone listening go um uh debbie portell on Facebook, yes. Um, Integrity Training Group Systems, systems. yeah. Integrity, Integrity Training, Training systems, systems on Facebook. On Facebook, yes. okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll put some notes on our, our Facebook page with your phone number and things like that. They can reach out to you Great. if they'd like to. But um, thank yeah, you very I much. I appreciate it very much. It's fun. Uh, the information is um, it's hard. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if people listen to it a, a second time to get some of that. Sure. Those nuances, which I can never hold. All I've heard is you just don't like pizza, which doesn't make any <laughs> sense to me. But I love pizza. Yeah. yeah. But there's healthier versions oh, of it, yeah, right? It's be the, the, the fake crust. <laughs> That'll be the third podcast, all pizza, right? Right, right, okay. We'll find it. We will create it. We'll figure it out. Yes, absolutely. Okay, well, thank you again, uh, Debbie, and, and we'll see you guys next time.